the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. Yep, it's official. It is Friday. <laughs> it makes me giggle. Makes me laugh. Makes me chuckle. Yeah. Because as soon as I say it's Friday, (laughs) your face lights up like like the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Like all heaven singing because it's Friday. No, you just love love Friday. Have you always loved Friday? I was born on a Friday, so I love Friday. I was just going to ask you. I was, actually. We should call Esther. Mm Mm-hmm. And say, how was it to birth Daniel on a Friday? You know Tell what us they about heard. it, play by play. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cried. He was not a problem no. child. No, no not at all. Not like Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> who comes over every day and That's makes right. me cookies. And That's now Dan's, the favorite. It's Dan's youngest brother. Older brother. Yeah. Is the older brother? Yeah. yeah. Always thought he was younger. No, no, no. I'm the youngest one in the family, so. Dan's the baby. I'm the baby. Yes, anyway, welcome to Friday, the Friday edition of, uh, what is this? Faith Talk Live. Faith Talk Live, yes. <laughs> I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Speaking of baby, baby girl's in the house. Baby girl! <laughs> baby girl! How's grandma doing? Oh, she's doing well. You I'm sure she's watching. You don't though, do you? Mom. Mom. Mm-hmm. Hey, mom. 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 Hey, Can girl. We, is it okay if we call her mom? Mom. Yes, she loves that. Even though she's probably close to my age, I can still call her mom. Mom. Is <laughs> that okay? Yeah. That'd be can fine. I, can I be grandfathered in as <laughs> part of the family? Do we have to call you grandfather? That sounds <laughs> so formal. Grandfather. Grandfather. Grandpa's Rick Bogino here, and Bobo Bobo Bogino, the other child who we don't talk about much. I'm Dumbo Bogino. Wow, we have digressed, haven't yes, we? we? Well, have. that's part of the show. That's mm-hmm. what we do. In the green room, Melvin Pender. Now, this guy is unbelievable. This guy was in the 1968 Olympics. He, wow. He won a gold. Yeah. Uh, he served in the Army for 21 years, I think. He went to Vietnam. He received the Bronze Star, and he's an author and a motivational speaker. His wife is in the green room as well. And we'll uh, drag them in here and just not drag them in like United Airlines. <laughs> Get <drag him>. <laughs> Oops. Did I say that you out said loud? That out loud. Yes, I may so not be good. here next week yeah. because of that. No, mm-hmm. I will not be here next week. My wife is having surgery. But uh, anyway, they'll they'll uh, we'll get them in for segment two and talk about what's going on. And uh, how about those? Uh, oh, d- did we get donuts yet? No, no donuts. No signs. We are more than a receptionist. Shamso is supposed to be on the Shamso. Where are our donuts? You know, oh, she's yes, had a bad. Have you noticed the bad attitude that she's had? Sassy mm-hmm. since the, the sassy whole, is a good word for it. Right. Yeah. They're refurbishing the seventh floor there with all these. Uh, let's see, our our GM, right, Vice mm-hmm. President Mike Moran, Bob. The, I'm not sure what he does. Just roam the hall, sales guy, mm-hmm. person, right. manager, something. And Philly's office as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's Philly having, needs yeah. one. She, yeah, she actually does. runs the whole place. She does. But she's had an attitude since since that. What's I know. The deal? I think she's stressed out. You think so? What so does she much have going to do? on. 
help everybody move. Well, she just tells people she doesn't pick up anything. I, well, I don't know. She doesn't know. tear down anything, does yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Can well, you she, text her? You yes. have her number. Text mm-hmm. her and see if we're going to get donuts for the show. Okay, I will. Because Melvin and his wife want donuts, and so do we. We want donuts, by golly, because it's donut day. I love donuts. National, leave uh, the office early day. I think okay, I will. See ya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then he's gone. <laughs> That's what you've been talking about all day, right? Yes. I think after the show, we should... I hate to say this, Dan, but we leave the office early every day. Have you noticed that? Yeah, oh, but we need to leave noticed. earlier than we normally do. <laughs> so is our executive producer, Adam the Beard Samurai, man by no socks, the beast Hollywood. Uh, Who's been sick all week. Aw, he really has been sick. <laughs> he really yes, has he been. Is. Well, he's been sick for some time, but I mean, he's well, physically sick it's Actually, now. yeah, physically. But right. he's going to be coming back uh, next week. Birthdays today include, check this out, Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts. Guess, Dan, how old Charlie is at the Rolling Stones. Is he? He's still alive. Uh, with Rolling Stones, <laughs> I guess he's in his 70s, maybe 72. Mm, a little older, 76. Okay. I think he's the eldest. The eldest, the eldest of uh, all four guys. Wait, he's older than Keith Richards? Uh-huh. Because yeah. Keith Richards looks like he's about 95 <laughs> years old. <laughs> is he in the latest um, pirate Pirates? movie? I don't know if he is or not. Or did oh. he die off on in the last... Cut, last he how did, many? There's he been like nine off. of those, right? <laughs> there's, there's been four. This is the fifth. This is the fifth one. <laughs> right. But, he did not die off in the third one, but I don't. I don't know. They didn't say if he's in. These there. are almost like Rocky pictures, right? Yeah. I no, mean, really they're good. so good. What? Th- what? I love that. Have you seen the newest one? No, not yet. Okay, I, I want to see, to see it. it. I need to see the. Newest I think three is enough. Do 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 a trilogy, and it's done. Mm-hmm. Just like Back to the Future. And Lord of the Rings was three, right? The Star Wars. Then they did another three. Uh, right. Yeah. I'm bored. I'm really, really bored. <laughs> this guy, I uh, always watch the show, still do at times, Jerry Mathers mm-hmm. as the, the beaver. beaver. How old's the beaver, you think? Um, I'm guessing late 60s. 69? Oh, wait. You, did you see the morning show, print? No, I did no, not. Oh, is that, is that Absolutely it? Absolutely right. Nice. Dana Carvey. Read my yeah. lips. Oh, yeah. No new taxes. Well, that was kind of a Trump. Does he do Trump, Dana Carvey? Uh, he, I'm sure he probably does a little bit, but probably not nearly as well as he did uh, George Bush Sr. So. No new taxes. Yeah. Saturday Night Live, mm. right? And yeah. all the stuff that he's done. He's still funny to me. Master of Disguise. You yes, ever, I was going to say, <laughs> obscure movie, Master <laughs> of Disguise. I, am I totally enough for yes. you? Oh, Have you ever seen that one? Yes, years ago. Did years, you think it was years stupid? Years ago, yes. when I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> Way back last year. Back in the day. Breaking heart <laughs> since uh, what? 1992. 1992. 2012. Okay. Something like that is what that when you were born. <laughs> anyway, so Jerry Mathers, Dana Carvey. And uh, I we were just talking about that movie last night. Caleb came up for his mm-hmm. birthday, and that's one of his favorites. I love that movie. Yeah. My daughter, Bethany, thinks it was the stupidest thing she's ever no! seen. But I loved it. Yeah. Bethany? Yeah. Your favorite daughter? <laughs> she doesn't have that, that weird sense of humor like I do. So. <laughs> you are sick and twisted. That's yes, why I we, am. Why we uh, like you. Speaking of sick and twisted, why would you call coffee Kofifi? Kofifi. Kofifi. I don't know. Well, did you read this? Uh, White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer swears that Donald Trump did not make Mm -hmm. a mistake. Mm -hmm. And they say that it's actually a term that only a few, a selected few actually know. Is that the Illuminati? I I don't know if it's (laughs) the Illuminati. I, I did see the explanation yesterday. I don't remember who posted it, but... Kofifi is, is apparently Arabic for, I don't remember exactly what it means. But is it, it really? It, it means something like, no matter what happens, I'm going to stand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be strong. So why did he delete the tweet then? I if don't know. If it wasn't know. a mistake. I don't know. 
You think the Russians hacked in on that? They could have. They had a part in that? Who knows? Let's mm-hmm. let's have an investigation. That's well, what we need that's to do. That's what more we need. Tape. More investigation. More red tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that, I thought that was interesting. I read, well, he didn't do it on purpose. It's a real term, and mm-hmm. only a few can use it. Mm-hmm. So I guess you and I are out. We're us we three. We're out. I don't know Arabic, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We should ask Ed Wiley. Right? Yes. We should ask him. He, he would Ed tell knows us. all. Yeah. He does. Anyway, he is awesome. Well, we're going to get the, these guys uh, in, in the studio in just a few. But first, we're going to do the legendary show. It is called Church, Church Chat. Church Chat. Church Chat. Awesome. Uh-huh. So here you are. You're usually recorded, but uh, you're usually Memorex. Here I am. For live. those who remember, you know what Memorex is? I don't. Yes. That's why. Is it live or is it Memorex? That's tape. That's back in the 70s, oh, way before your time. Tape. Right. Yeah. Right. Back yes. before everything was digital. So. Yeah. Got it. Okay. What's going on in Church Chat World this weekend? Okay. Well, Passion City Summer in the City has officially started. Woo-hoo! So it's woohoo. Yeah. I love going to it. Um, It's going to be every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. So I know this past Wednesday, they had Sadie Robertson speak. David Crowder performed. Um, they always have just a ton of events going on, lots of music and worship. It's a great way to meet uh, young people in Atlanta. Yeah. It's super fun. It's for 18 to 25-year-olds. Well, that counts us out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> um, and the next one is coming up on June 7th. Again, that's at 7.30 p.m. And also, I just want to mention that Louis is doing a series right now called Self Must Fall. Which is based off of his. I know his we're book. on a first Did name basis. Did you hear yeah. that? Yeah, uh-huh. Louis. Louis and I. Louis. We go way David. back. Yeah. Chris. But yeah, it's based off of his new book, Goliath Must Fall, and it is amazing. So if you don't have a church to go to this Sunday, you might consider checking it out, and you can also watch it online. Goliath mm-hmm. Must Fall. I yeah. want to read that book. I hear it's huge. It oh, is huge. Me too. Goliath's huge. huge. Oh, I, I see what you see did what there. You I, did I really there. do. I really do. So if I could get a copy somehow in my mailbox, that'd be really great. <laughs> well, we we got one. You know, we got plenty of them. Apparently down <laughs> the hall. There's some they floating around here somewhere. <laughs> in, a, in a couple of weeks, uh, we I will be going to talk with Louis about Goliath Must Fall. Awesome. And uh, so we'll, I'm going to record that, and then we'll have I it on the show. That now, will you great. ask him for a book for your friend? I will. Well, not your friend, me. <laughs> oh, you'll say, Wait, oh, what about Rick? me? Oh, okay. I'm excited. Well. You're going to record that video too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's going to be That's so going to cool. be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, All right, cool. what else is going on? Um, North Point Ministries Single Series is kicking off for the summer, and they have some extra spots available. I was just on their website this morning. So basically, they just kind of get all the singles together into smaller groups, and they volunteer around the city. So if you're interested, you can visit npmsingles.org to register for some upcoming volunteer events. Just a great way to meet new people in the city. Uh, I think right. that's cool. I think that's really cool. Don't just get together and uh, chat, but get, right. get get out there and, and do serve. What else yeah, is going which is on? amazing. Yeah. Um, His Hands Church is hosting uh, summer block parties. That's right, starting next Sunday, June 11th. <laughs> we, need, we need to start Jazz Hands Church. <laughs> I was just thinking that. You and I are both sick. Yes, we when are. We think on the same level. Um, So that'll be starting next Sunday, June 11th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. So each night they'll have food trucks, Kona Ice, games for kids and adults. Um, Plus, each block party will have kind of a unique twist on it and a different theme. So coming up on the 11th, the theme will be game night. So if you're interested in that, that's hishandschurch.com for more information. Now we know why Pastor Justin won't come back on the show because we're just too sick for him. (laughs) His hands. Love that. Love that church. What else? Um, This Saturday, Victory World Church in Norcross is hosting a furniture drive. And so they need volunteers for this. People to collect the furniture, also to uh, donate the furniture and then deliver it to those in need. So they need dressers, nightstands, coffee tables, all of that stuff. So that's this Saturday, June 3rd. So if you are interested in donating or volunteering, 
volunteering, you can visit victoryatl.com forward slash furniture drive for more info on that and to sign up. And I'm in need of one of those massage chairs like Anita Renfro (laughs) has. So if anybody has one of those, donate it to the Ratcliffe John Renfro, are you listening? We need need a chair for the studio. (laughs) And anything else? Yeah. uh, North Star Church in Kennesaw is hosting a slip and slide volleyball. Woohoo! I love that. Um, This Sunday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's free. And if you have little ones, it, it sounds like something they they'd enjoy slip and slide volleyball there, it sounds pretty in- intense and aggressive i don't know if i'd be good at it sounds dangerous it does sound dangerous <laughs> i love but, it you know yeah. i think it'd be pretty fun interesting what okay. if we did a show on a slip and slide here what? someday it's summer it'd be the perfect uh, it's a perfect time of year i love that idea you like that I a slip and slide that. right out the seventh floor window here down yeah, into the parking lot and i awesome. look great in a one piece <laughs> oh, wow okay love that would you call those rompers i guess now that are uh, that's, that's right. called that's, a speedo that actually. is different that <laughs> is different <laughs> actually yeah. Yeah. I actually drive like this, too. Okay, wow. Is that it? Um, and just something to mark your calendars. If you love Broadway musicals, First Baptist Church Woodstock is hosting Broadway Under the Stars okay. on June 17th. So you can hear some of your favorite musical numbers from Phantom of the Opera, mm. um, Annie, and more. So awesome. it is a free event um, at Downtown Woodstock Amphitheater. Again, that's June 17th. If you just want to put that on your calendar. You said that was First Baptist Woodstock? Yes, that's R- right. Right there off Johnny Hunt Highway. That would be that's good right. quality stuff, too. They oh, those guys, yeah. those guys are amazing. And if folks want to get their stuff to you, how do they do that? Yes, you can head to faithtalkatlanta.com and if you scroll to the bottom, click Submit My Church Event, it'll show up on our calendar and we may feature it on Church Chat. Awesome. That's why she's the star of stage and screen <laughs> right there. So send your stuff to Tiana and uh, yes, she'll please. do it on next week's uh, Church Chat. Well, let's do this. Let's send Tiana out there to get uh, Melvin Pender and his wife and we'll okay. talk more about what they're all about uh, right after this break. It is Faith Talk Live, the Friday edition. I'm Rick Probst. Are we going to do the jingle out? We always do the jingle oh, sorry. out. Oh, we need the jingle. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Come on, people what happened to for me? the jingle. I had a senior Rick. moment. All right, <laughs> hit the jingle and we're church done. Church Chat, Church Chat, Church Chat. Welcome to Friday on Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. You know what makes my Friday this bumper. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much, Dan Ratcliffe. It is an amazing Friday, and I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Friday. Hope you're ready for a great weekend. I am ready for a great weekend, but we can't do the weekend yet because we've got to hear from this guy. He has got a story. Now, it says here, it must be a typo, it says here that he's 79 Oh yes. There's no I don't way. think he's 79. <laughs> no. I look good, don't I? Let's you try <laughs> let's try 59. Melvin Pender, if you'll get a little closer to the microphone, okay. just a little more, a okay. little more. This guy, unbelievable, and his amazing wife Debbie there on the uh, other microphone. So it's good to have you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It's a this pleasure. This morning on uh, Faith Talk Live, you you uh, come recommended by another amazing person, Tina Klein. Yes. Who we've had on the show a number of times. I've known her for years. Mm-hmm. She's such a sweetie. She said, you got to get Melvin and his wife uh, on the show. So we're so glad that we could we could get you on the show. We want to talk about your story in, in just a few. Don't forget that uh, this weekend, when you have some chill time, check out the Faith and Family Now blog. Dan has a new blog out, and you can see the other personalities' blogs as well, faithandfamilynow.com. Really, really cool. Meanwhile, Melvin Pender, listen to this, Olympic gold medalist, bronze star recipient, an author and motivational speaker, husband, father? Yes, father. Grandfather? Yes. Great-grandfather. Great-grandfather? Wow. Right. <laughs> Maybe I should sit down. But I started when I was two. 
<laughs> By the way, when I ring the bell, that means that we like it. So yeah, there's okay. going to be a lot of bell ringing today yeah. because uh, your story is is pretty amazing. Right. So awesome. Where do we begin on your story? Now you served in the military for what 21 years, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Were you in the army and then the Olympics? Was it the Olympics and then the army? How'd that work? No, for I was you? in the Where? army. I, I started in the army. Okay. Yes, I was in Okinawa and with the 82nd Airborne Division, mm-hmm. and uh, I was the fastest guy on the football team, the Army Ranger football team. The coach asked me to come out and run against the Japanese that was training for the 1964 games okay. in Tokyo. All right. I knew nothing about the games. I knew nothing about track and field at all. And Because uh, I read you didn't start running until you were 25. I was 25 years old. Hmm. And, uh, well, the coach came out and said, look, the Japanese t- Olympic team is coming here to train, get ready to train for the 1964 games, and I want you to, to run uh, in this track meeting. And uh, they wanted some military people to participate. They uh, always do that when you're overseas. They yeah. want, uh, want us to participate against uh, the other c- countries. So I said, I know anything about track. He says, go to supply room, pick up some shoes and some shorts, and I'll pick you up and take it out to Nago. It's called Nago, Northern Island. Island. Yeah. I get down to Nago, there's 10,000 people there. I think everybody on the oh, island wow. was there. I said, oh, what the hell have I got myself into? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watched the Japanese, and, um, I, you know, they come out of the blocks, and I didn't have any blocks. I dug two holes in the ground, and says, oh, my God. They stretch, I stretch, I, you know, I did everything they did. So the gun went off, and uh, they went off, and I said, well, I guess I better go. <laughs> <laughs> so I caught them about 50 meters down the track, and I went my first track meet. I ran 11, I ran 11 two and 100 meters on grass. My gracious. Wow. That's not fast, but that was fast for me because I didn't know fast. what I was doing. Yeah. Now, you're from Phil, are you from Philadelphia? No, I'm from Atlanta. You're from, from no, Atlanta? I'm a Grady baby. So, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So you've never run track before. Did you play sports at all growing up? I played football. Uh, yeah. We had a little, what you call a football team in Linwood Park. Okay. That's out in Brookhaven off of Windsor Parkway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's amazing the facilities that blacks had back then. It was uh, uh, the first school I went to, it was three, like three grades in one room. And we wow. had to get taxes to go up to Shamley to the school. And then they finally built us a little long building out of cement block buildings and concrete floors, a little pot belly stove in the corner. And a toilet 100 meters from the outdoor toilet, out, uh, 100 meters from the school. Wow. What year was this? Can I ask you? Huh? What year? It was, it was in 19—I uh, graduated in 1954. Okay. Uh, I moved from Dalton, Georgia, where we had a beautiful school. Uh, but it wasn't integrated, but it was really nice. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and we had a football team. We got all the hand-me-downs from all the, the white schools. So we just wanted to play football. We didn't want to play sports. So we practiced on rocks. We didn't have grass. Uh, mud that thick, the red clay in the yard, and um, which I, hurt when you fell, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But <laughs> I'm t- we played, we played uh, this reform school, and I never forget this because we couldn't get in a lot of you know schools to play us. But coach uh, matches up with the, this reform school, and <laughs> they beat us so bad it was scary. <laughs> as soon as they beat us, they s- took us in and. F- Fed us country ham and biscuits by big as my head. Oh, <laughs> oh man! Wow. Yeah, but uh, that sounds good right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. but but you know we just wanted to play football. We didn't have much, but we had great teachers. We we had great community. Uh, we had people that was behind us pushing us to say, you know, you can do better. You know, once you get out of school, you can always be somebody. And you know, we we were little man. It was when I was growing up in the South. It was really bad. Yeah, for blacks. You know, yeah. it, but you know, it didn't it didn't make me hate anybody. Yeah. I had great grandparents that taught me that. You love everybody, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know we all we all bleed one color. That's yes. red. God, yes. God is good all the yeah, time, yeah, right? That's good, man. And 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 hate you, you don't you don't hate people. You hate hate. Mm. You don't say I hate somebody. You hate the word hate. Mm. I hate the word hate hate. Mm. So you know I grew up uh, very poor, 
But I promised my mom and dad one day I was going to make them proud of me. And that's when I joined the Army at 17 mm. and spent 21 years in the military. And God had me on a mission, man, really had me on a mission because I was in two tours in Vietnam. They pulled me out both times to train for the Olympics. And I made the Olympic team at age 27 and 31. Wow. And that's the oldest in the history of track and field and someone running as fast as I ran and making an Olympic team after coming out of combat Vietnam. I was fighting. I wasn't sitting behind a desk. I was infantry. Wow. Ninth Division, Mekong Delta, and I was 82nd Airborne. And then they rotated back away from Ambassador Kobe, CIA. So you had really no time to train before? Well, actually, when I came back, um, actually, when I first joined the track team, I was, I was stationed in Korea. And I read about the Army track team in the Army Times newspaper. Yeah. And I wrote a letter to them, and they gave me two hours a day to train when they sent me back to Fort Bragg, 82nd Airborne. And they didn't like that. Because 82nd Airborne, we're a combat unit. Right, right. So what I would do, I would go out at night and train on the track. After, if when I was out in the field playing soldier... I would go out at night, and I would train on the track at night. And then I joined a club called the Philadelphia Pioneer Track Club. And, and then I would run on the weekends with, uh, with the club when I wasn't running for the military. Wow. And uh, it's amazing uh, how God had a plan for me. All the things that I've done in my life is, is because of my belief in, in God and, you know, and, and trusting in him. And the way I was brought up, I was brought up in the church. Yeah. I mean, every Sunday you went to church, you went to Sunday school, you went to the noon service, went to BTU, and then at night you might have to go back to the night service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a true believer. If people don't believe in God, something's wrong with them. Yeah. Mm. You know, I lay in the foxholes in Vietnam, and I look up at the sky, and, you know, I wonder what everybody's doing back home, my family, my friends. And and I said, will I, will I make it home? You know? And then... I come off a mission one, one, one morning, early one, we've been out for three days and came off of this mission. I tell you what, let me stop you there. We okay. had to do a hard break. We do want to pick up right there because you have such a great story. Mm-hmm. Melvin Pender, his wife, Debbie here. We are going to talk more about uh, the Olympics, about his Army career, his motivational speaking. There's a book. And what's next? At a guy that says he's 79, I say he's 59. Maybe. Maybe. 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back right after this heartbreak. It is the Friday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Stay right there. Just when you thought it was safe to turn on the radio. Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, it is the Friday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Friday. I love talking to uh, the guests while the breaks are going on. Those that are watching and listening can't hear our dialogue, but a lot of interesting things go on. We'll have to have some kind of secret microphone or something. Maybe Tiana Bogino can hit her iPhone or something, but just chatting with uh, Melvin and his wife. This guy is like a three, four-hour show to get all the details in. Um, but uh, let's do that. We'll start talking about uh, the dreams that uh, he started having when he was uh, a, a young man and how that uh, propelled him uh, throughout his life with, a, with, with the help of God, which uh, you're the first person to say, or you're the person that would say that God really helped you through all, all these things. Uh, coming up uh, next week, it'll be a best of on Faith Talk Live. My wife is having surgery. She'll be out for a few weeks so uh, the week, uh, Dan's going to be here feverishly watching cat videos, mm-hmm. and uh, but we'll be back the next week, and we'll have live guests, and it's going to be really, really cool. Meanwhile, it is Melvin Pender, his wife, uh, Debbie. So where do we begin with the dreams? As a, as a young man, you had what? What were your dreams when you were young? Well, you know, growing up in the, in the south and in, in, uh, suburbs of Atlanta and Linwood Park, which 
if people ask me where I'm from, I said Linwood Park. And a lot of people, you know, they get big, big, big headed and get big in life and they won't say it. They said Atlanta, but mm-hmm. Atlanta is the cat. Linwood Park is like the uh, unincorporated <laughs> DeKalb County. Uh, I used to cat at Com- Capital City Country Club. Mm-hmm. And it's about a three mile walk from Linwood Park to Capital City. And I walk through these neighborhoods with these beautiful homes and the cars. And, and this is, why, why can't I have this? Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I promised my, like I said, I promised my mom one day I was going to do something great in my life. So when I joined the military, I would take this uh, uh, magazine and I would cut these beautiful these houses, these beautiful homes and cars, and, and I would put them in my wall like in the military. I said, one day I'm going to own one of these homes and I'm going to own me a nice car, and, and I've owned a lot of cars. <laughs> but um, and, and God, it wasn't for my believing God and working hard and, 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 and persevering, you know, I wouldn't be the person I'm standing here today. You know, I knew God had a mission for me. Uh, dreams about uh, having a family. You know, I've been married before, but, you know, God brought me Debbie, you know, a- after, because after being married um, before, and I said I would never be, never do it again until I met her in a, in a church parking lot. Hmm. She had just arrived from England and been in England uh, doing missionary work in hmm. Africa and, and in England, um, pastoring in England. My wife's a minister. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's amazing because I left, was leaving church that morning, and I spoke at the youth service that morning, and, and I was leaving, and, and the pastor stopped me and wanted to introduce me to Maynard Jackson's son. Mm-hmm. He plays the drums in the, in, in, uh, in the church. Mm. And he wanted to meet me, and he introduced me, Debbie, uh, as his mother. He called mom because he's a good friend of her son's. Uh-huh. And I shook Debbie's hand, and... We looked at each other, and I couldn't turn her handle loose, and she couldn't turn my handle loose. So I said, what is going on here, man? So she said, did I know anybody that had well digging equipment? Because she was trying to find well digging equipment for the African people in oh, Africa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I had a company in Lesotho, South Africa. I had a bottled water company that was doing the uh, soccer championship they okay. had in, in, in uh, South Africa. Okay. So I went over there, and I said, I told her, no, I didn't have any. And what she had, I guess, the past that told her I, had, I was in Africa. I had a company in Africa. So uh, I said, I gave her my card. I said, call me, and we can get together. I'm going help you find something. So I married her one year after that meeting in that church parking lot. And I know it was God. Mm-hmm. It had to be him. I mean, I, I'm so happy. I've never been this happy in my life. I mean, things have been happening to us. We travel a lot. We just got back from Scotland. Uh, Tell just, them how we went to Scott. Oh, I, I, I went to Willie Stargis Golf Tournament uh, in North Carolina. Oh, wow. And I bought a $100 a raffle ticket. And my name was pulled. And we won a trip to Scotland. Wow. So man. we just got back, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Scotland, you have to go to Scotland. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been there, you have. The people are just wonderful in Scotland. And we just, just. Had, we needed that time off because the book has been taking a lot, a lot of our time. And yeah. Debbie just finished college a year ago. She got a degree in psychology. My mother passed away. I've had operations and back and forth to the doctor. And and we bought a new home in, in Kennesaw. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how things happen when you believe yeah. and trust in God. It, it, it's amazing things that happened to me since I've been married to this woman. I mean, I know if you have any inkling there's not a man up there somewhere to make things to make this make the world the way it is today how beautiful it is and but it's crazy what's going on now in the world and in our country yeah and it's it's amazing how we as people uh uh have crooked minds and can't 
realize that we all people, as I say it again, we all bleed one color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our skin may be a different color. Right. You know, we may we may go to different churches and, and different religions, but that don't make us any different than you being white, me mm-hmm. being black. That's right. Yeah, my wife is white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't look at her as being white. Right. She's a woman. She's a person. She's mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. Right. And God brought us all here to be the same. Yeah. You know, and I just want people to understand that we have to learn how, how, about each other's cultures. Learn a little bit about each other and where we come from. We're not the same. Right. You know, what's so interesting is where we moved to. We, I began praying for the community because it was, it's a new home community. And the homes were not sold. All the, all the homes were open. And so I began to pray, God, bring your people into this community. Well, in our little cul-de-sac, we have um, an Indian family. We have a Chinese family. We have people from the islands. And we have us, and we have another white couple. So, I mean, it's like a whole... That's awesome. It's, it's Multinational so, street right, right there. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. We have, well, that's Atlanta, it, though, right? It is Atlanta. I mean, yeah. we, mm-hmm. we are every culture here. Right. So we might as well just let's do what Jesus would do. Right. And let's connect. Amen. Right. Right. We, we also have a... a um, from uh, from uh, Africa, too. From Africa, and yeah. also from Sweden. Oh, France. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, France. We have France. France, too. From France. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of children in our neighborhood, too. And, and it's just amazing that we found this home. And um, it is really. It's I amazing. Mean, truly. We, you know, God, when we started the journey, God said, you know, go to Kennesaw. So we started out looking in Kennesaw and we were looking at used homes. And then our journey led us to Woodstock. And Woodstock, we were almost ready to buy a, uh, and build a, a home there. And we took our money back and said, no, nope, we can't do this. So we went back to Kennesaw. And as we were driving down the street, we were going to another place. And Melvin said, no, let's turn around and go to this place. And when we got in there, it was amazing. It was the exact home we wanted. So Wow. The perfect place. Yeah. Melvin Pender and his wife, Deborah, were talking about uh, their lives. And God has not only been active in your life in the past, is currently active and you've got many, 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 many more years ahead to share your story and the new adventures that God has for you. Let's talk a little bit about the, uh, now you said about the book. Is the book primarily about his his life? Why yeah. did you decide to write it? Uh, and you wrote it together, did you? Or? Mm-hmm. We did. Well, um, everybody in his past said, you need to write a book because his life is such an amazing story about where he came from, and how he got to where he is now. And so the journey of writing the book took about five years because I was in college and he was dealing with health issues, and then we were taking care of both of our mothers. And so we um, we put this together. He, he'd speak it at night, and I'd write it. I'd pen it. It was his scribe. Yeah. And then I would take it to the computer, and I'd form it into a story. And so it, uh, eventually... It, Got done. Mm. And I, I think that if you can stick with something long enough, you'll get it to where it needs to get to. So the book came out in January, and we did a great book launch in February. But it is quite an exciting thing. It's called Expression of Hope, the Mel Pender Story. And I, I truly believe God gave us the title, too, because the title is uh, about hope. It's about if, you, if Milfin can do this in his life and God can do this through him, then you can do it too. 
Awesome. And we'll, uh, folks can get this, no doubt, on Amazon probably. Yes. Do you have a website that they can go to to, to right. pick it up? Yes. What is it? Um, it's mdconsultingfirm.net. I'd really like to. We've got to do a break here, but I'd really like to talk about uh, uh, maybe some of the challenges and how you overcame them and how you are overcoming them to give hope to those that are watching and that are listening. You have quite a story. And, uh, wow, that's a good-looking guy right there, huh? Yeah, awesome. I, just, I held that up. Look at those legs, man. Those are... I was looking at the biceps. Man. And that's they a... said Stone Mountain's over there. It's right <laughs> here. Right there. right there it is. Awesome. Melvin Pender and his wife, Deborah, will talk with them more. And you got to pick up this book. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. ATL and FTL, a match made in Buckhead. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Oh, yeah, loving it. No blues here now. This is a a great Friday. One, because it's Friday, and two, because Melvin and his wife is here. Melvin Pender and Deborah Pender here. We're talking about his story. He's got a book. It's out. It's fresh. It's hot, and you need to check that out. Uh, But first, let me say that it is the Friday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Friday. Great Friday, and uh, next week it'll be best ofs, and uh, we're thinking some what? Ken Kington, maybe? and little some Dr. Jill. Little Dr. Jill mm-hmm. and stuff. Really the great shows that we've had, and to possibly rerun this one, but next week it's going to be best ofs, and then we'll be, we'll be back. Uh, it'll still be June then, right? It won't yes, be July yet. So this this year is going fast. It, it is. It's going it's really fast. By. So best ofs next week, and then we'll be back the week after that with live shows. And, uh, Dan, why don't you just take off next week, and Tiana will just take care of everything Sounds good. else. Thank you, Tiana. I and appreciate this, uh, that. Yeah, she is amazing, That's the star of stage spirit. and screen. Melvin Pender and Deborah Pender here talking about his story. There's so many facets in this life that one hour or 40 minutes or 30 minutes just doesn't do it justice. We've got to have you, got to have you back. So mm-hmm. you promise you come back? I'll come back. All right. Right. Uh, we talked a little bit about your experience, uh, and I, you were asking, or I, you were telling me about wanting to, as a child, as a young man, you wanted to make your family proud, mm-hmm. and that's really what kept you going, that and God's strength and his purpose. And I ask you, did your parents live long enough to see, and, and, and you, you to see the pride in their eyes and in their hearts about your life? And you said they just passed, not too too long ago, four or five years. Mm-hmm. So what is it you think that really stood out to them that they were really proud of about you? I mean, come on, gold medal, lookout, uh, bronze star, Vietnam War, your officer, uh, motivational speaker, uh, you, you've, you've gone out and done stuff. But what, are they, what were they most proud of, you think? Well, I'm in 11 Hall of Fames also. So 11 wow. Hall of Fames. Man. Hall right. of Fames. Right. That's awesome. I uh, I think when I went when I made my first Olympic team in in '64 uh, because in my neighborhood, you know, there wasn't many uh, African Americans that accomplished much. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know I could run until I was 25, and and like I said, God had that mission for me. And when I made the first team, I didn't win a medal. I got hurt in '64. I played six and a hundred meters. I was running with Bob Hayes, the great yeah. bullet Bob. I was number two behind Bob. Mm. And I was 27, and you know, the news media said, "Oh, I'm sorry, Mel won't be able to come back. He's too old." And I said, watch my smoke. <laughs> so, I didn't, so I didn't think I was going to be able to come back. So what happens, Love I it. said, let me, let me do something about my education. Let me do something about life because it won't be long before I, you know, I'll be, you know, be able to retire. Mm-hmm. So I went to Officer Candidate School down in Fort Benning, Georgia, infantry school, graduated. Uh, and after uh, six months there, straight to Vietnam with the 9th Division, Mekong Delta. Uh, short period there, uh, months there, they pulled me out to train for the 1968 team. 
and I was uh, actually 30 years old. I made the team at, uh, actually 31. I and made the team is, at 31. Wow. That is old right. in comparison to the young bucks right. that usually run the Olympics, right? And I'm only five feet five, and I was running against some of the top runners that had coaching in college and ran when they were kids. Yeah. To make that team was like a miracle, yeah. you know, that's wow. happening. So I made a team, won a gold medal in the four-by-one, um, set world records in the 50-yard yard, 60-yard dash, 70-yard dash. We set a world record in Mexico City at 38.2 seconds. I ran the second leg. Mm. Uh, I won numerous uh, championships and, and system championships when the military ran against all the different military uh, countries. And uh, lost. I won, never lost. I won uh, seven, uh, what you call, system championships in 100 meters. And, and you know, then I, I, you know, I came back... Uh, and and decided that uh, I need to go to college, and uh, so I started going to school at night. And actually, uh, after my second tour uh, in Vietnam, I got pulled out from the station at West Point Military Academy, hmm. and that's an honor to mm-hmm. be stationed there. Yeah. yeah, and and amazing. I didn't have a college degree. I was probably the only officer at West Point didn't have a college degree. Wow, wow. and there's only like 27 black officers there, and hmm. uh, I was traveling over 100 miles to Adelphi University to finish my degree. Uh, and I did get my degree uh, in, in, in uh, social science and, and I graduated with honors, uh, traveling, coaching, coaching during the day. I would leave there at like 5 o'clock in the evening. It had to be, take me about an hour and a half to get there through the traffic and, uh, and, and, and managed to, to, to retire. Hmm. But, you know, all this stuff, I mean, all these things that happened to me wasn't easy. You know, for instance, at West Point. Uh, I hate to, I, I really hate to talk about it because it hurts me. I just got back from West Point, my wife and I. Mm. I was a guest speaker there for a diversity conference. Wow. I'd been there in 41 years. And it's beautiful. I Had mean, it changed much? I mean, it's it changed a lot. Changed yeah. a lot. Changed a lot. But still, they have problems. Well, they have mm-hmm. a lot more women involved mm-hmm. in West Yeah, a lot of young women. Yeah. And when Melvin was leaving, women were just starting to be integrated uh, into the school. Yeah. Right. And, and so, some things happening there that uh, really hurt me, I guess, probably will lay on my heart for the rest of my life because I was told that I wasn't ready for a head black coach in West Point mm-hmm. by this general. What year was this? 1976. Mm-hmm. And um, that really broke my heart. Here I am, gold medalist, bronze star, Hall of Famer. I mean, well-known around the world and had the best season in the history of West Point. The coach had been there 35 years, and when he died, he passed away and made me an interim coach. Yeah. And we, didn't, we lost one track meet. Hmm. And then I wasn't qualified. So many words. They, they didn't want ready for it. the general told what my 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 captain of my track team called him to lunch dinner one night. <clears throat> him and his major and said, "Not ready for our head my coach." Now mm-hmm. this is some of the stuff. I mean, I, I've had a lot of things happen to me, but I had to persevere. You know, how, how did you persevere? Well, what I, was it that caused <laughs> you to overcome? My grandfather. He taught me so much about hate. You know, he grew up back in the slave days. He told me some things about his father and his great-grandfather uh, being some people, seeing people hung back mm-hmm. in the day. And, mm-hmm. and he said, but still, you don't hate. He said, that word hate, he says, you take it out of your vocabulary because everybody's not the same. You can't, can't make people love you. Right. You can't make people like you. He said, you got to make them understand. And I, I just never, never had hate in my heart. Right. And it hurt, it hurt inside, but... It didn't stop me from accomplishing my goals and, and being the person that I that always dreamed of being, somebody in America, um, all-American man, all-American boy. That's what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I went, like I said, make my parents proud. And, and I did. And Robin, the things I did. Yes, you honey. should tell them about when you graduated from OCS, what your grandmother did. 
My grandmother, uh, this is one thing, yeah, my grandmother came to the graduation, and when my name was called, and I walked across the stage. This is my, at West Point, this, right? No, this is down at uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, okay, okay. OCS, yeah, okay. Mr. Candidate School. And my grandmother was there, and <clears throat> and my mother was there, and and when I walked across the stage, they called my name, and I walked across the stage, and they pent my bars on my shoulder, and my grandmother jumped up and said, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was so embarrassed, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but the, afterward, the general sent his aide to find my grandmother. That's funny. She was a talk of the whole ceremony. Oh, wow. Yes. And she, you know, she was very, she was a talkative person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She liked to drink her uh, Paschal Ribbon beer and drink her. <laughs> Remember Paschal Ribbon back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and smoke her Campbell cigarettes. Oh, wow. No she, filters. Yeah, no yeah. filters. And she could tell you some stories and could cook. Oh, mm. my God. Sweet potato cobbler. Sweet potato cobbler. You never mm. had one of those? Mm. I don't think so, but it sounds good. Sounds oh, good, peach yeah. cobblers and, and, and oh, cherry pies and... This, this this she was my heart. She was my heart. So that made her that made her proud. Let's fast forward. We got just a couple of minutes left of the okay. show. We're talking with Melvin Pender and his wife Deborah, and uh, you can pick up their book. We'll tell you where in just a few. Uh, so today, when you speak and you motivate, I mean, you're motivating now. Mm-hmm. What is the key address that you share when you motivate folks? When I when I'm talking to young people, I, I like to tell them, and not only young people, mostly young people. When I'm talking to them, that we live in the greatest country in the world. There's nothing on this in this in this world and this in this country that you can't be or do if you set your mind to it mm-hmm. and persevere. Things not going to come easy. Nobody gives you nothing in life. You have to go out and earn it. Mm. And just believe in it. Believe in yourself, and also love everybody. Take the, I always use that word hate. Take that word hate out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And you, we all bleed one color. Mm-hmm. And you don't. You just have to go out and and set your mind, set your you know lawful dreams, and say. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and just do it. Mm. There's nothing in this world you can't do in America. And people come from all over the world. Come here and outdo us. Kids from Africa, they come from France, they come from Vietnam, Korea. You see them in school. Africans driving, working three or four jobs, yes. supporting their families. Right, right. But here in America, I don't know, what is wrong with us? You know, we have to reach out and say, hey, I'm an American. If I want to do something in this country, I know I can do it. But nobody's going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it to these people come from all parts of the world. Right. They, they went out and they go out and they, they earn it. Work. They got to work for it. Right. Melvin Pender, uh, that was something I was just going to ask you. What's uh, been one word, one response you think that you've heard uh, from folks once they hear your motivational speaking about your life? Is there one thing that they all say? Well, I've been, when they hear me speak, I always have, you know, ask my wife, I'm always asked to come back and speak. Hmm. I think the word that they say the most, because I hear it, is wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. The word wow. Uh, I just, I'm a member of the AVVA, AVVBA, AVVBA uh, Veterans Business Association. Uh-huh. And I'm speaking to the next month, I'm speaking to the retired helicopter, Vietnam Helicopters Association. Is that here in Atlanta? Right in Atlanta, or? yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I've, been, I've been speaking everywhere. I mean, it's amazing. I just got back from, like, say, West Point and. People hear me speak, they want me to come and speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking to youth groups, and I speak to ROTC programs, corporations. Um, it's been amazing uh, how people, uh, when they hear me, they want me to bring this message to other places. Mm. And thank God to my wife, you know, she she helps me with them, and, and uh, it's amazing. It's just amazing. God is good so much. Mm-hmm. It is a great story, and we've got to have you back, just like everybody else, because there's so much there. You just can't cover it in one show. You so, got to read the book. Yeah. yeah. Again, a good website for them to go to to find out more about uh, you guys and where he can speak and et cetera. 
mdconsultingfirm.net. .net and uh, pick up the book on Amazon. It's a, a great book. You guys have a great weekend. We appreciate you. We'll see you Thank in you. what? Over a week, Dan? Okay. Right. Have a great week. It is uh, Faith Talk Live, the Friday edition. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. We'll see you. Have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.